0: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look around the NFL with John McClain from Gallerysports.com and Sports Radio 610. Here's your boy Q.
1: And John McClain joins us now on the phone lines to talk all things NFL. And, John, we appreciate you as always in the big news. Actually, there's a lot of big news coming out of the NFL today, but the latest is Lamar Jackson and the fact that he uh, has been hit with the non-exclusive franchise tag. Were you surprised at all that they hit him with the non-exclusive tag?
2: Not at all, because he wants a fully guaranteed contract. I don't see somebody doing it. You know, doing one one team doing it with Deshaun Watson's one thing, and NFLPA will have collusion. But collusion only if you get together and say it. You know, common sense says owners don't want to give fully guaranteed contracts, especially to the player's been hurt a lot the last two years, and the players want only one playoff game. And, uh, so I think he'll still be there. You know, I, I, uh, maybe somebody from NFC South would do it and uh, he's, you know, it's not the number one picks, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually you're going to get your picks, but it's the, the contract and the president you would set on your team and not just the league.
1: Is it, you know, th- one of the things we were talking about, John, when we were talking about this contract was, and I kind of said it like Baltimore's allowing the league to to show what Lamar's value really is based off of what kind of contract sheet or contract offer they would uh, offer Lamar on the open market. Is that is that kind of the, the understanding that that's what Baltimore's doing?
2: Well, Baltimore couldn't get him signed. They've been trying for two years. Everybody says he wants a fully guaranteed contract and uh, like Deshaun Watson. He doesn't have an agent. I think that works against him. Mm -hmm. And um, at some point, if you're representing yourself and you're trying to work out, he has help. He has the union helping him. He's got a couple of financial guys helping him. But I think you don't want to get involved in the negotiations because there's no way they're not going to become bitter at some point. And uh, I'm told he has a great relationship with – with John Harbaugh, and, and Harbaugh loves him. The team loves him. Players don't want to lose him, but they just don't want to give a guaranteed contract. And I'd be really surprised. If you say the Raiders did and mm-hmm. then they matched it, then the Raiders, well, they proved they'll give guaranteed contract. So the next guy's going to want a guaranteed contract. Mm. So that's what teams are thinking about. They're thinking about setting the precedent. Now, the, the Browns did it. It hadn't bitten them yet, but, boy, if they go another season without making the playoffs, it's going to start getting ugly up there. But uh, I'm sure the Ravens would love to see him sign with another team that was not fully guaranteed, and then they could just match it. And if they don't, and they let him go and take two number ones, a quarterback to keep an eye on is Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. That kid was the number one pick until he blew out his knee. Well, you come back from knee injuries and knee surgery. So to me, he's still a number one pick, but I think he'll be drafted in the first round, but lower. And I think anybody that gets him, is going to be a great move. It's going to be like Anthony Richardson. He's not going to play as a rookie, but you've got a great chance the second year of getting a really good quarterback. And people say, well, he'd be 26 then. Yeah. And if he played 10 years, if he played at least 35, that'd be 10 years. And at the time he's played till he's 35, players might be all like Brady playing until they're 45. <laughs> so age is not relevant the way it used to be.
1: John McClain from GallerySports.com and Sports Radio 610 he is with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I hadn't thought about the sending a message to the rest of the league about giving out a guaranteed contract. That's definitely something that you have to think about. What about the other guys? Like Derek Carr signed his deal. Daniel Jones got his deal today. Geno Smith. Uh, is that about the ballpark that you figured that those guys should get paid?
2: I thought, I thought Carr, mo- you'd think multiple bidders would have gotten more. But if he's happy, that's all that matters. I hear people And I read people going, oh, man, he should have gotten more. If Derek Carr's happy with a contract he got with the Saints, it's nobody else's business. And uh, obviously he's happy with it. And he's made a lot of money from the Raiders. He's not going to the poorhouse. Good for him. Now the big one, of course, is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Right. I'm guessing they have parameters of trade between the Jets and the Packers for the Packers to give them permission to – talk to him, especially fly out to California, and meet with him. And I'm amazed, Q, at all the people like were biting their fingernails. Could he retire? Yeah, he's going to walk away from $58.4 <laughs> million or 58.3. million. I'm sure he's going to retire. So I'm guessing if the Jets are that far down the road, he's going to end up playing with the Jets. And then there's Jimmy Garoppolo. Somebody put it out there today. There's a movement in the Texans organization to get him. And uh, I said, nothing would douse the fire that rages that people are so excited about D'Amico Lyons being hired and signing Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> right. It's a buzz kill.
1: Yes. no. I'm so glad you said <laughs> that because I'm telling you, our, our morning show has been pounding the table that the Raiders should go after Jimmy G. And I'm thinking, what has Jimmy G done so great that makes you want to pound the table for him, John? I don't see the appeal. I really don't.
2: I think the uh, – plus he can't stay healthy. You know, he's a good guy. Everybody likes him. He's had some good seasons. He's been in the playoffs. And but he gets hurt a lot. And to me, if I'm if I'm the Raiders and I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm going to re-sign Jared Stidham and then I'm going to draft Anthony Richardson and let Richardson sit a year and then coach the hell out of him.
1: Boom, there it is right there. John McClain, com, Sports Radio 610 with his here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Go ahead, Damon. John, you were in
3: Indy. You were moving and shaking, talking to people. So, <laughs> How
1: much moving and shaking was John doing? I want to know.
3: <laughs> How aggressive do you think it is going to be at the top of the draft when it comes to teams wanting to get their quarterback at the top? I think we're going
2: to see some maneuvering. The Bears' GM, Ryan Pauls, is telling everybody, in the media, that he thinks he can get multiple first-round picks. Texans have the second pick. They need a quarterback. They can get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I wouldn't have a problem with either one of those guys. And uh, I think they're both going to be really, really good. You know, Anthony Richardson's a boomer bust prospect. I just got off the radio with guys I've been doing in Knoxville for years, and they're like, anybody watched him in the SEC is going to pump the brakes as opposed to all the national media that's going crazy with his Combine performance and everybody that watched him in the SEC already knew he had a great arm, great size, he was fast, and he's a great athlete a good guy. So there wasn't anything at the Combine that surprised him, but it surprised the rest of the country. But if he's got to have a good quarterback coach, and I think the two candidates should be the Raiders with Josh McDaniels and the Panthers with Frank Reich. You also need him to go to a stable quarterback situation, I mean, coach situation. Josh McDaniels got, what, four years left. Frank Reich has got five. You don't want to go where the owner going to pull the plug in two years and start over. That would be to his detriment. And I think either one of those would be a great spot and could be the Panthers want to trade over him to get him. You don't know. That's why his going to be so much fun with all the – hype around who's going to take whom and who's going to give up what to move up to get the guy they want.
3: You've mentioned four quarterbacks, but you haven't mentioned Will Levis. Where do you stand on him? Because that's been a very controversial topic here on Unnecessary Roughness.
2: Before I came on the mind, I was looking at the internet. Somebody said that uh, the Raiders left the Combine uh, hot to trot over Levis. He's Josh McDaniels type quarterback. Well, maybe they did Maybe they didn't. You can say anything you want. Now, I liked him. All the media loved him because he was brash. He was bold. I got a cannon, and I'm going to show it off. I'm going to win a championship. I guarantee you a team that drafts him is going to say, well, put a lid on that. That's not the way we operate. Could you see him playing for Bill Belichick (laughs) and talking like that? Now, from a media standpoint, that was tremendous. You know, he's got a great arm. He needs to improve his accuracy. You know, he's much further down the road than Anthony Richardson is. And Levis is a good athlete, but Richardson is a stupendous athlete. But that doesn't have anything to do with accuracy and decision-making. And he may go to the Hall of Fame and he could be Jamarcus Russell. I remember great workouts by Jamarcus Russell. Al Davis fell in love with his size and his arm, and people I knew said that kid's going to eat himself out of the NFL. He can't keep his weight under control. Every time he goes home and they cook for him for a few days, he gains 20 pounds. And Blake Bortles had a great pro day. Johnny Manziel's was great. Mm -hmm. Vince Young's was great. And where are all those guys right now?
1: No doubt. I'll tell you right now, I was very high on Jamarcus Russell, too. I fell in love with the arm, John. I fell in love with the fact that he could throw the ball 70 yards from a knee. <laughs> and you know what?
2: People were talking about Anthony Richardson throwing the ball 70 yards. No quarterback throws the ball 70 yards in there in the NFL. You don't have time. No. And you got coverage in which it's you know, you're covered like flypaper, and you have to get the ball out quick, and you throw it 40 or 50. But uh, that thing about Jamarcus Russell and his arm, I remember a couple of scouts came back. They said, man, I have never seen an arm like that. And, of course, Al Davis fell in love with him, and the Raiders took him, and he turned out to be one of the biggest busts in history. Ryan Leaf's another. Ryan Leaf was uh, the uh, Chargers actually traded up to get him, and to me, he's the biggest bust in history. So, uh, the. The graveyard of highly rated NFL quarterbacks with their shorts and T-shirts on is littered with a bunch of dead careers.
1: Yep, no doubt about it. John McClain is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Next week at this time when we're talking to you will be the legal tampering period. John, how active and aggressive do you think teams are going to be in free agency next week?
2: They always are. And then when the you-know-what hits the fan, (laughs) and uh, it's a frenzy for a couple of days, and then it settles down, and uh, there'll always be teams spending money. The Bears have a hundred million; they're awful. They have the first pick. They're trying to get multiple picks this year, multiple picks next year. They see that they're going to make a quick turnaround for Justin Fields, and maybe they will. You know, last year the Jaguars won March again, but it paid off those free agents that they signed at wide receiver and tight end helped them win. The mc south and and uh everybody wants it to be like the jaguars but the jaguars have done that so many years and it is not paid off so you got to be careful what you spend and how, what you spend on and how you spend it because there's a reason guys are available
3: hey john does the city of houston feel like that this is the year for the cougars to take the national championship
2: Come on, they do, and uh, my boss, Mattress Mac at Gallery Sports, he bet on them before the season to win the national championship. Last year, he bet on Kansas and won $15 million, and he bet on the Cougars right now, the number one in the country. There's no other team that's great. You know, they can get beat. They've got – people are pumped here. They remember five jam with Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon, best team to never win the national championship. And so they're hoping that they can accomplish what Faisal and Janet could not. Juan and Drexler and other players from that team are still around. They come to the games, and they are captivating our city right now. They're stealing a little thunder from the Astros, who are spring training. Mm-hmm. And then the Texans have had a great buzz since they hired D'Amico but Right now, it's all about Cougar Red. People around the country are going to get tired of hearing Jim Nance say, we instead of Houston.
1: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, it's that time of year. And, John, I know you're headed this way soon. When are you and the wife going to be out this way? We get
2: out after I talk to you guys next Tuesday. We're coming out Wednesday to watch the first two rounds and be there leaving on uh, the following Monday. And I can't wait. We'll be over at Caesars Palace when we're not hanging out at your crib. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you ahead of time, thanks for lining up. The super stretch, and uh, for funding me a few grand to play blackjack.
1: <laughs> That's the least I can do, right? <laughs> That's the least I can do. We're gonna get you guys out to Joe's. We're gonna get you in the Legion Stadium, John. We're gonna roll out the carpet when the general comes to town. We got to take care of the general. Well, what do you got coming out? Galleriesports.com. We should be on the lookout for.
2: I'm working on a column right now about a wrap up on the combine, who's hot and who's not coming out as we move into the start free agency. And remember. So much of what teams do in the draft depends on what they do in free agency right. So you got to try to figure that out first. If you're trying to figure out what the Raiders are going to do, check out what they do when you can start signing other players. So i got a lot of stuff, videos and everything else. I appreciate it, guys. as always, Devon, I hope we can hook up next week. I'd like to meet you in person because you sound a lot more interesting than Q.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, buddy. We'll make that happen, John. We appreciate you. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> there he goes. John McClain right there, gallerysports.com. That's my guy. I know he don't sound like it all the time, but it's my guy. <laughs> so when when he gets out here, we'll definitely roll out the red carpet, man. I'm telling you right now, DeMond, you clear your calendar. We're going to Joe's. He's definitely going to get a tour of Allegiant Stadium. Going to make sure him and his wife get that opportunity. Uh, we'll get him in studio. Like I said, man, if the general's in town, the general's in town.
3: You know what I forgot to bring up to him? What? I don't look like Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he did say that last week. <laughs> kind of looks like Kevin Hart. That's funny. That is funny. It's different, though, right? When John McClain says you look like Kevin Hart compared to some rando lady in Arizona at the bar, right? Maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me try some of these funnies out real quick. 316 is the time. Many thanks to John McClain. We appreciate him, as always. Uh, let us know. Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. You heard what the general had to say. Would you sin? Two ones to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson, plus give him a contract that he wants. Not saying it's got to be 230 plus guaranteed, but what would your offer sheet look like? Let us know. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
4: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
1: Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network will join us coming up at 3.30 to talk about everything that he saw in Indy, how guys' stock rose, how it might have dropped. But today we're really talking about free agency and in particular talking about Lamar Jackson as he was hit with the non-exclusive tag by the Baltimore Ravens, a move that I thought was a really good move. So I threw out the question, would you send two ones to Baltimore? Because that's what the non-exclusive tag gets you, two ones, plus give him a contract that he wants. He wants $230 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed like Deshaun Watson got. Now I'm not saying he's going to get that, but if you were willing to give up the two ones, which I believe most people would be willing to do, what would your offer sheet look like? What would you be willing to give up. Mailman Raider said, yeah, Q, yeah, hell yeah. I'm sending them ones, sending them $231 million guaranteed. If I'm Mark Davis, I'm giving them the Dr. Evil mansion he's building. Q, I'm 31. I was like 10 when we went to the bowl last. I still I still was burning ants with the magnifying glass. All I know is losing Raider teams. I give it all to be a contender year in and year out. That's Mailman Raider. Definitely could appreciate that and totally understand where you're coming from. It's been a very long time. And Lamar Jackson is that stinking good. You want... Could you imagine, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. Most likely it's not because, well, most likely the Raiders aren't going to go down this path and try to go get Lamar Jackson, but could you imagine Lamar Jackson in Las Vegas? Could you imagine that show on Allegiant Stadium? I mean, could you just imagine that? You want to talk, and I, I know it's not about shows and, and headlights and headlines and all that other stuff, but could you imagine Lamar Jackson? You know, the, here's the Las Vegas Raiders starring Lamar freaking Jackson. Co-starring Devontae freaking Adams with appearances by Josh Jacobs. I mean, could you, I mean, you you could just, that story writes itself. Supporting actor, Max Crosby. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that sells itself. And again, it's not about sells. It's about wins. I totally get it. But man, oh man, that would be something if that were to happen. Not going to happen. I'm not trying to get anyone's hopes up, but We could talk about it because, well, the Ravens put it out there so we can talk about it by putting the non-exclusive tag on them.
3: Hey, we talk about it when you go to Allegiant Stadium. I'm tired of seeing the other team's jerseys. Man, those eight jerseys would sell like hotcakes. Man, like
1: hotcakes. Man, you couldn't get an eight. The eight might drop off the the numerical chart, right? There may no longer be eights as quickly as that jersey would sell. But, again, like I said, I get it. Got one more text from uh, Sir Whiskey Ray. I definitely appreciate the efforts from Sir Whiskey Ray. He said, happy Tuesday. Not even sure what today's topic is, but I had to check in. as just as finished with my colonoscopy for both upper and bottom. (laughs) I might be on drugs at the moment, but still want to check as everything went accordingly. Going to tune in here shortly and rest. What I wanted to say about our Raiders from yesterday is that I'm on board with re-signing Stidham and draft a quarterback late in the draft to prep them in a year or two. That's all I got to say today. Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And that's dedication right there. I had to make sure I read that because that's dedication. My man came out from a colonoscopy. Upper and bottom, according to him, and I'm not even quite sure what that means. <laughs> but he did, and so he still checked in and decided to chime in on the show. I could appreciate that. That is some, like I said, dedication. Let's go out to Salt Lake City. Let's talk to our guy John. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
0: Two And Demar, thanks for taking my call. You know, I'd love to have Lamar Jackson. I give, I, I'd give up two firsts in a heartbeat for him and pay him a nice big contract. But this team's not worried about winning. Right now, the Jets brass are in the air. They're going to Green Bay. They're going to get them an all-pro quarterback. And all I get is our brass saying, well, we want to build something sustainable. Here's what they built me. They built me a 6-11 football team. That's what I've gotten. You gave me a 6-11 football team. And now we have no quarterback. And going into next year... You have, and I think they have, excuse me, I think 11 picks count compensation picks. They have cap money to spend. They better not be putting me, a Jimmy Garoppolo, 6-11 <laughs> and 11 football team, on the field next year because me and the the Raider Nation are going to hold them accountable.
1: All right. Okay. Thank, thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Uh, strong words right there, John in Salt Lake City. And look, just because they're not on a plane pursuing Aaron Rodgers or flying to Baltimore doesn't mean that they're not aggressively going after someone. I mean, look, the, the offer sheet, they could be putting their offer sheet together right now for all we know. That's why we're talking about it. Now, again, I don't think so, only because the, the money is so large. I think the two ones would be very doable. Let's be honest about the situation. The two ones is very doable. I think it's just the money and the fact that nobody wants to pay, just like John McClain said in the last segment, no one wants to pay that type of money. And if you do, and I hadn't thought about this, and that's why we had the general on. He's a lot smarter than me. If you do throw out an offer sheet of, yeah, hey, five years, $185 million fully guaranteed, that sends a signal to the rest of the league, hey, we're willing to spend this kind of money. We're willing to give out fully guaranteed contracts, and that's something that the rest of the ownership and teams don't want to do. Now, like I said, I'm down. <laughs> Four flats on a dump truck, homeboy. I'm down, right? I'll give you five years, 185 million. You could even squeeze an extra 15 out of me. I'll give you 200 smooth, right? You know, hey, Q, you're going to round this up to 200. All right, that's done. Done. Cool. No problem. Like I went to a steakhouse the other night, right? And and me, the wife, and little Sarah were going to split a a, a tomahawk, right? She said, you want 45 or 50 ounces. I said, well, you might as well give me 50. If I'm going to get 45, why not round it off? The wife looked at me and rolled her eyes and said, you are terrible. And I said, that's all right. I'm already half. I'm already more than three quarters of the way there. I might as well go ahead and finish the job. So if you want $200 million, cool. I'll figure out where I get 15 more million from. That's cool. We'll work it out. I'd be okay with that. I just think he would be that dynamic. I understand the injury concern. It's definitely there. It's something that you can't you know, shake a stick at. That's there. But I'd be down. What about you, Juan the Smasher? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q?
5: What's going on? Chilling, man. I know that's right. Hey, Q, I'm down, too. <laughs> If we get a chance to get this guy, Lamar Jackson, why not, man? Two first rounds and pay this fool? <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Why not? You know, give him his cash, and then his, and then all these Raider fans who are complaining that, oh, why the opponent's teams uh, are are there more than the Allegiant? Well, sign this fool. If we sign him, you're going to see all these uh, Raiders jerseys inside the Allegiant Stadium, and we don't have to worry about these cats coming in here with the Chiefs jerseys and all that. Lamar Jackson is going to win a chip if he comes to the Raiders. And you guys have a good day, Q. Thank you for everything you do. Let's go, Raiders.
1: There you go, Juan the Smashers. good to hear from you, my man. I appreciate you. Hardcore Raider, close us out, man. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show.
5: Hey, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson's a stud. I'd love to have him. But? What are well, you talking about? No no <laughs> defense. You're talking about no defense. The dude has not finished the last two seasons, right? Okay. He didn't go with his team to the playoffs. He stayed back. I mean, you're talking about to build the defense. The only way to do it would be through the draft which I'm not saying couldn't happen, but it's just, it's a lot. Even Aaron Rodgers is kind of in the same category as far as a lot of money. But, and then, uh, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, I mean, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me because we're going to go from one mediocre, overpaid quarterback to another overpaid, mediocre quarterback. And so, hell no, I don't want Jimmy G. If they get Jimmy G, this organization completely failed you, me, and everybody in Raider Nation. That dude. Does not need to be a Raider. We're going to pay him way too much money and sacrifice the future team. Hell nah. Okay.
1: Cool. Thank you. (laughs) That's the way to come in strong. So hell no on Lamar Jackson. Hell no on Jimmy G. Uh, Not sure what the solution would be for you in that situation. And maybe it's draft somebody. And that's okay. Uh, Whatever the case may be. I'm out on Jimmy G as well. I do not think that that's a good idea. But... Again, it's what Dave Ziggler, Joshua Daniels, Chet Kelly, what they think the, the best decision is. Like I said, I'm not in on Jimmy G. That's a morning tailgate thing, right? We could attach that, that player to the morning tailgate. That's 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. 2 to 5 <laughs> I'm at least swinging for the fences, man. I'm trying to flex my muscles. I'm trying to get my Ricky Henderson. I'm trying to pimp those bases, man. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to just get an average walk. And get on first and just not get the last out. That's what Jimmy G is, just not getting the last out. I'm trying to do something special. That's what I'm trying to do two to five. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Coming up next, Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network. It's Radio Radio 920.
4: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Q.
1: Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network will join us in a matter of minutes. My man, DeMond, is efforting him. We threw out the question. We're having a lot of fun with it as well. Not something to take too seriously. Not trying to get anyone's hopes up, but just throwing it out there for a constructive conversation. Vinny Bonsignor put out on Twitter, if you're wondering if the Raiders would be involved in Lamar Jackson, the answer is very unlikely. So there's that. But with him being the non-exclusive tag that the Ravens hit him with, and there's six guys that were hit with the non-exclusive tag, including the Raiders' Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, and also Tony Pollard, three running backs, Evan Ingram, and Daron Payne. Those are the six guys that got hit with the non-exclusive tag. I threw the question out there. Would you send two ones to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson plus give him a contract that he wants? And that's not necessarily the contract that he exactly wants, but you would have control of whatever contract and whatever offer sheet you put out there for him. So what would your offer sheet look like. Hit us up on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 key R N R. Now it's time to join our friend Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network here on Red Radio 920. And Ryan, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We appreciate you. It was great running into you in Indianapolis and actually getting to, to meet you and talk with you and what was your overall takeaway from the combine man? It looked like there was a lot of guys out there that really helped boost their stock and on that Lucas Oil Stadium field.
6: Yeah, absolutely Q. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, where else can you talk about Anthony Richardson, right? CJ Stroud, a quarterback. Those two were absolutely fantastic. And I think with Anthony the thing is is, you know, we had it into Indy and expected him to test well, but historically well, I don't think anybody expected that. Six foot four, four four, you know, at on oh, nearly two hundred and forty five pounds. You watch him sling the ball in person, it's just different, right? It comes off his arm. A little bit different when you would see him in person and he was absolutely fantastic. And the the winner for me at the position with C.J. Stroud, and mm-hmm. you see him operate. I mean, we saw him at Ohio State with all the five stars around him and all the talent that they had along that front five, but he just operates at his own pace. Everything is calm, cool, collected for C.J. Stroud, and I look back to that that CFP semifinal against Georgia where he, we really finally saw him use his lower half, something that he's going to have to do at the next level, and i just overwhelmingly impressed with C.J. Stroud this week, and all the corners were as advertised. Even the big boys up front were – Paris johnson broderick jones they move like mm-hmm. linebackers at their size it was just a lot of guys that best stood out maybe in this week
1: yeah no me as well and it was great to see them up close and personal let's get to the quarterbacks you mentioned anthony richardson and cj stroud how much do you think that they bolstered their stock going into the combine i felt like bryce young was qb number one but coming out of the combine i didn't feel the same
6: yeah i, I love seeing cj and anthony compete i think that's the biggest thing for me at the quarterback position and right right now. I have some questions moving forward with Will Levis's projection, immediate projectability. But Seeing CJ and Anthony compete throw for throw, I mean, you you heard Lucas Oil kind of get riled up a little bit. The roof is blowing off at that place, competing throw for throw, and they're targeting 40, 50 yards downfield, throwing that thing in the bucket. Um, Seeing them compete against each other was absolutely just fantastic. Two guys with different skill sets. I think CJ is more of your pocket passer, win between the years. Anthony's more, obviously, right now of a project, falling in the right situation, going to It's going to be important as far as which focus is in his ear. Now, that's important for all these young guys. But, again, just different skill sets are going to win in different ways at the next level. And, you know, for me, it really didn't matter that Bryce didn't throw in Indy. Um, You know, I was actually surprised he actually stepped on the scale. Now, he weighed in at 204. Q, I don't know what they fed him or how much (laughs) water he drank that week. You know, he's not going to play at 204 at the NFL level. We know that for sure. but. Uh, Anthony and CJ definitely closed that gap a little bit. I completely
1: agree. I think uh, he spent a lot of time at Tony's Steakhouse before he went and weighed in. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no doubt. Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network is our guest here on Radio 920. My man, DeMond, has got one for you.
3: You were raving about two of the quarterbacks that did throw, not so much about Will Levis. So what are some of the things that you saw from him that make you take that step back or hmm, just, you know, eh, yeah, maybe he's not the guy?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want guys that compete. Flat out. I didn't see him compete in the bowl game. Didn't go down to Mobile, and he had an opportunity to where this wasn't last year's senior bowl. It was Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and Howell, and names go on and on and on. You know, there, were, there weren't guys down there this year. Then uh, we come to Indy, he doesn't run the 40. I, I just have questions. And you look at Kentucky, and it was throughout the year it was, oh, uh, it's the offensive line. Ah, he's got young receivers on the outside. Oh, maybe it was the offensive coordinator. Or maybe it's Will Leff. There's a common denominator there. And this is a guy that's supposed to be a face of the franchise, supposed to be a QB1 moving forward. I'm trying to hang my hat on something, fellas. And right now, you know, this is a guy, again, just like Anthony, a project, big, strong kid, make every throw in the book, athlete. Right? We know that. He's going to go high in this draft. But I'm trying to find something to hang my hat on with Cole Levis right now. I can't find it.
3: If Hendon Hooker did not have the ACL injury, would you have him ranked above Levis?
6: Oh, he's the one. He's ranked above Will Levis for me anyway right now. I have Hendon Hooker as my fourth quarterback on my board. I absolutely love what Hendon Hooker offers. Is he a perfect prospect? No. He's battle-tested coming out of Virginia Tech to Tennessee. I understand Tennessee had a lot of pre-snap designated reads, half-field reads with Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. Learning about Hendon, who he is as an individual, wanting to compete, his tail off every single chance that he gets. Uh, if I'm a team and I, I want a developmental quarterback one, if I'm not able to trade up or not able to get my guy, if a break or an Anthony, I'm going to take a Hooker.
3: So who are some other guys that maybe stood out to you in the combine? I know we've been very quarterback heavy here, but some other positions where maybe they ran a 40 that you weren't expecting or just some people that stood out from the combine for you?
6: Absolutely. I think I had to start with Julius Prentz, long corner out of Kansas State. Now this was a guy at that top of the tier two for corners, 34 inch arms. It's absolutely ridiculous how long he is, and that's going to transfer to the next level because of that contact window that they have to use at the NFL level, forcing guys to get off the line of scrimmage inside five yards. Now, the bigger guys, the biggest thing with bigger guys, be able to stick their hips, flip them in open space, and not be so segmented. He's going to have to do some work in that facet. But I'm asking.
1: Did we lose him? We lost him. Oh, man. Try to hit him back. Try to hit him back. He was right in the – the middle of some good stuff. Yeah, man, that was Ryan Fowler uh, from the Draft Network. He was in the middle of some good stuff. I heard his phone making a little bit of noise here and there. I was hoping that we weren't going to lose him, but uh, we did. Maybe he moved in the, in the room. We got to find him, put him in a room, and tell him, stop. My dad does that when I call him on Saturdays. Every once in a while, he gets to move around his room, and then he'll say, okay, I got you. I'm standing right here the whole time I'm talking to you, and then he won't move, and then he'll be good to go. And then... When I'm done talking to him, then he'll go and do his thing. But hopefully we uh, we get Ryan Fowler. That was some really good stuff, again, from the Draft Network. You can check him out on Twitter, at underscore Ryan Fowler underscore. And, uh, you know, the the realities of it, again – Going into the combine, I thought Bryce Young was QB number 1, and there was no question. Coming out of the combine, I thought that C.J. Stroud was quarterback number 1. And I like what Anthony Richardson did. Uh, Will Levis, just like like what uh, Ryan was saying, both those guys, uh, Anthony Richardson and Levis, are both projects, in my opinion, and you hear that they are projects, in his opinion, as well. And so uh, we'll see where they end up falling. I think all four of those quarterbacks are going to go in the top 10, and there's no doubt. Right? I mean, teams are going to trade up to go get them. We know... Uh, Carolina needs a quarterback. Obviously, the Raiders need a quarterback. We know Carolina needs a quarterback. Uh, there's plenty of teams that need quarterbacks, right? That Houston needs a quarterback, so there's going to be plenty of teams that are going to go get them. So the, the question is, who's going to get them and where are they going to go? And I think that DeMond is doing a really good job of getting Ryan back. And Ryan Fowler joins us again from the Draft Network. And thanks, Ryan. I think we uh, we lost you for a quick second, but uh, I know you were talking about some guys that, that showed out to you. Let me ask you about one in particular. How about Darnell Wright, the offensive lineman from Tennessee? I thought he did a really good job. What were your thoughts on him?
6: Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. Um, Everything for me at the offensive tackle spot starts with feet. And really, in in any sport, if you've got good footwork, it's usually going to translate. And seeing him move, I mean, we talk about him, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones I mentioned at the top. You know, these guys move like they're linebackers. They move like men that are 50, 60 pounds smaller. I thought Darnell was absolutely fantastic. turn on the tape at Tennessee, protecting the arm side for Hendon Hooker. I think he's going to be fantastic moving into year one. Really, all of the headlining. Offensive lineman, Peter Skoronsky seeing him kick slide on that turf in Indy. You know, he's going to play guard. That was basically confirmed this week in the conversations I had in Indianapolis. Cody Mock from North Dakota State, he's guard tackle versatile. But, I mean, like you said, Darnell Wright, he's been one of my top tackles on the board for a long time. I hope he slips down to, you know, that second round to where multiple teams that need tackle help. But he's going to go on day one most likely, and he's someone that, that fits the mold of these athletic tackles that can counter you know, these speed rushers to the outside and then stick that inside hand and stifle these you 6'3", know, 240-pound-pound pound rushers that can run 4'5", and then mold over guys in the run game as well. So I was impressed with Dar- Darnell Wright as
4: well.
3: A player that I wanted to ask about, I know as we get further away from the combine, he's not someone that's super high on the boards, but I want to ask about how he performed. Deuce Vaughn, running back <laughs> out of Kansas State. Love Deuce.
6: Yeah, man, five five, one seventy five. 175, look, pocket rocket, dude, sign me up. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a day and age when you're trying to change math from a defensive perspective and get mismatched nightmares. And he's someone, he wasn't playing, you know, in the Southland Conference or the Summit Valley, and there's no disrespect to those conferences, but this is a kid that was uber successful in the Big 12 in creating inside the tackles, hiding behind offensive line on the outside, designated touches on the outside if he needed to be, tough as nails, will stick his face in in pass pro as well. You know, pick the 5'5". So you, you make him a 5'10. He's probably a day, uh, no more or later than an early day two pick in this class. This is a deep running back class, talent everywhere, day one to day three. I like Deuce Vaughn, what he offers. I think he's going to be a heck of a weapon for, for a, uh, an NFL offense. I think we even look back to Jarrett Patterson at Buffalo, smaller kid that's, that's cut his teeth with Washington over these last few years. I like what Dufawn offers. I think a team's gonna get a, a little bit of a steal in Dufawn, if you ask me.
1: Ryan Fowler is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. I wanna ask you about a couple defensive players real quick and how about Kalijah You've Got to start with him. Uh the defensive tackle out of Pitt. He blazed a great forty speed. Uh what are you seeing from Kalijah? I know a lot of people are talking about Aaron Donald cop likes because he went to Pitt and well because he plays that D tackle position. What are you seeing from him?
6: Yeah, I think today and age now you've got to have as uh, long edge rushers at five tech you got to get guys that can push the interior as well. Now, if he falls into a situation where he's in Philadelphia or San Francisco okay, the city's going to be a little easier on him just for the guys around him. But the explosiveness that, that he counts in his lower half, there, there's not a single guy maybe pound for pound that's more explosive than Kalijah Canty. Everyone else can keep their size concerned from themselves. I, I'm not going to get cute when it comes to Kalijah's evaluation. He is absolutely explosive, wins with his hands. It's extremely quick and, and pushing through those A and B gaps in the interior. Um, He's someone that I know the Aaron Donald comparisons, but really the the discrepancies are really not too far off, Q. They're really not. I mean, Aaron's got two-inch longer arms. He's more foundationally strong in his upper half than Kalijah was, just considering numbers on bench press. But how they win are very similar. And, again, bottom line, I'm not going to get cute when it comes to the evaluation of Kalijah Canty.
1: Could you see him in the middle of the Raiders' defensive line in between a Chandler Jones and a Max Crosby?
6: Absolutely. That'd be dangerous wouldn't want to face that if I'm on you know, an offensive line lining up against those kids. You know, you, again, you can't some teams like to lot tight ends on the outside and make rushers rush twice, especially with, with Max. You're going to have to keep a running back in as well and ask the double guys with Kalijah. push the interior, push the outside. You've got to get guys that rush the passer nowadays. You know, it's the bottom line. Now Philadelphia was so credited this year with being such a dominant front seven, and then it, it came to February with the Chiefs. And it, it, it didn't happen, right? You got to get guys that can consistently, from week one to the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, that can consistently push the pocket. And you got a guy like Chansey, Max, and Chandler on opposite side of him. You can do a lot of different things. You can slide out Kalaja to five checks You can push him inside. You can do some different bear looks, all different types of things that you want to do. Again, bottom line, guys, I'm, I'm just not getting cute with Kalaja. <laughs> He's a guy that I'm going to pound the table for if I'm a GM.
1: Just got a couple more questions for you on the defensive side of things. Linebacker, I know the class isn't real deep, but uh, Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Uh, what would you think about him, what he was able to do in, in Indy?
0: Absolutely.
6: Extremely versatile. He fits the modern-day defense. right? Able to do a lot of different things. He also is a, an above-average blitzer if you want to send them off at 5-tech or a wide 9, similar to what Cowboys did early in Micah Parsons' career before he came that designated 5-tech and put his hand in the dirt. I love his game. He just fits, again, modern-day defense as someone that is fast, right, and can fill those A and B gaps downhill in the run, can then buzz out on a tight end, buzz out on a running back. Trenton, again, hearing him speak, podium session, can be a leader, gonna be a character guy, the middle and the lungs of a defense. I love what Trenton offers at the second level.
3: I, I'll admit I am someone that gets way excited when I see the 40 times. So DJ <laughs> Turner, the cornerback out of Michigan, what does the tape tell you?
6: Yeah, I like DJ. Him and Will Johnson is a freshman at Michigan, that's a name to follow here. And the next few years, I like his game a lot. He's one of those guys, the tier two conversation, early day two, him, Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, Deontay Banks from Maryland, got that kind of tier. And I I love what I saw from DJ on tape. He can come inside, he can go to the outside and cover an ex-wide receiver on Sundays. Do I think he is a CB1 all-pro level corner? I I do not. But I think he's someone that's going to be a high-level CB2 and someone that if he has to cut his teeth as well on special teams from day one, he absolutely can. And the biggest thing, too, with D.J. is the often saying on the outside with receivers is if he's even, he's leaving. Well, <laughs> D.J. Turner runs 4 You're not leaving from dj turner he can run with anybody so i like his game a lot as well
1: what are a couple other corners that you were looking at that you thought did some really good things it might not be the first guy like christian gonzalez off the board or even a, a joey porter jr but some other guys that you know we might not be looking at and in on right now
6: yeah i'll go a couple thought so with Keetra clark from louisville uh was the most dominant corner out at shrine in vegas by far was the cleanest corner there came to indy and was as smooth as anybody in attendance and can play the slot and can play outside. Jacorian Bennett, you know, he's he kind of played second fiddle to Deontay Banks at Maryland, came out and ran 4-3, another uber smooth guy that can cut his teeth on special teams as well. Cam Mitchell from Northwestern has gotten absolutely zero buzz. He's someone that's going to be probably a high level CB2 and Northwestern continues to pump out talent. Rashawn Slater, Greg Newsom, they have Cam Mitchell, they have Evan Hole this year, they have Editima, Edibaware and an interior defensive lineman. So Cam Mitchell from Northwestern is a long corner, physical, can play a press man, can work downhill in zone. Um, another guy is uh, Brandon Hill. The safety class is underwhelming, guys. I mean, Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, Brian Branch will play all over the place. But Brandon Hill from Pittsburgh, he is someone that caught my eye in Indianapolis and has gotten some good buzz with teams. Just extremely, extremely cerebral athlete at the roof of defenses. And another safety out of pit we've had him in multiple years mm-hmm. and years past and he's just another guy in the safety class again that that's underwhelming but that's just a few guys that they really caught my eye in indianapolis and for raider fans and nfl fans alike to to keep an eye on as we move forward towards april
3: something that i've got to ask you about when we have you on is the commanders we've seen the list of teams that are essentially as soon as the baltimore ravens put the franchise tag on lamar jackson they said no thank you the commanders are one of those teams too do you think they just don't want to pay that high price or is sam howell really the guy there
6: Sam Howell, as of right now, and everything that I've heard, is the guy. He's QB1. Um, but uh, obviously Eric Bieniemy coming into the building has thrown a wrench and everything. I don't, I don't see Lamar Jackson in the burgundy and gold moving forward because, they, again, Eric Bieniemy coming over, he did like um, Sam Howell, and he does like Sam Howell. And I think you look at the skill positions that they have, You know, he fits what they want to do. Sam Howell and the RPO offense that he ran at North Carolina is going to fit into what Eric Bieniemy did in the RPO game with Kansas City. Now, is Sam Howell Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely not. But the thing is, is that you look at the skill guys they got around him. He's young, he's cheap, he's on a rookie contract. They may be in a win mode now, right? With Ron Rivera entering um, year four in Washington after three consecutive. 500 or sub-500 years of football, but Sam Howell, guys, right now, we move into the spring, it's going to be QB1 in Washington unless something drastic happens.
1: Wow, that's pretty interesting right there. I could have sworn that Washington would be a team that at least looks at and pays attention to Lamar Jackson and sees, well, maybe we can get him in the mix. Ryan Fowler, the Draft Network, what do you got coming out? I know you guys are working on a lot, cooking up a lot post-Combine. What are you uh, working on that we should be on the lookout for?
6: Absolutely. I mean, constantly have mock drafts, uh, lots of different articles coming out, player features. We've got Pro Days coming up in these next few weeks, um, so keep, you know, keep track. Of, and if you'll follow me on Twitter already, underscore Ryan Fowler, and lots of audio and video content, of course, for the Draft Network as we lead up to April.
1: No doubt. Well, you guys do a fantastic job over there, my man. Again, it was great meeting you uh, in Indianapolis last week. Thanks so much for your time, and we'll be talking soon before uh, the draft happens.
0: All right,
6: appreciate you guys. Have a good one.
1: All right, you too, my man. There he goes, Ryan Fowler. Great job. Great work right there from the Draft Network. Again, follow him on Twitter at underscore Ryan Fowler underscore and here with us on Radio Nation Radio 920. 3.49 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number two. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.
4: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q.
1: May Q. Mayrov, the 33 Team.com joins the show at the top of the hour. Jim from Yonkers hit us up on our don'tbebroke.com text line. Lamar Jackson has one playoff win, one in three to be exact. He wants a Watson contract without an agent. Not smart. Imagine if he does not get one offer. Owners don't want to see another Watson contract. I don't see an owner offering anything close to what he wants. I would wreck the league if the Watson con it would wreck the league, excuse me, if the Watson contract became the starting point for top quarterbacks. Collusion or just being smart. Thank you. And I don't disagree with you, Jim. That's why I'm asking, what would your offer be? I'm not saying you have to say two hundred and thirty million dollars. But just those I mean, if, if you if you'd be interested in them I and mean, maybe you're not interested at all. Why not throw an offer out there? If other teams I think that's a benefit to you. If other teams ain't willing to throw a whole lot of money out there, maybe you get it. Maybe, worst they could say, I always say this. You're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take, right? You know how many fine females told me no? <laughs> I still <laughs> asked, right? I knew they were out of my league. I had no doubt about it. But I was like, well, what the hell? The worst you're going to do is tell me no. Even the, even the you know two-in-the-morning girl tells me no. I'm okay with that. We're good. So you could, I mean, that's the thing. You don't have to offer 230 plus million. You could say, like I said, I throw 185 out there. Why not?
3: real quick, sometimes as fans, let's stop thinking about the owner's pocket so much. If that's how you want to view sports, great. But it's not going to wreck the league no. if they start giving out more guaranteed no, contracts. No, because
1: look, let's put it like this. If they give out those kind of money, that kind of money, think about the money they're getting in. Exactly. Like the Browns gave out $230 million fully guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. Think how much money they're making. If they're willing to give out that, that's the one thing I always say about contracts. If, if teams or organizations or whatever the case may be is willing to give out that kind of money, think about the money that they're getting in. One more quick text from the 707. Will Levis absolutely lit it up at the Combine, and apparently Joshua Daniels loves him, so I think they're going to pick him at seven if he's there. I don't see him light it up at the Combine. I saw him have good moments at the Combine. I didn't see him light him up, but that's just me. I don't want to get started on the Will Levis conversation. Apparently, everything you say about him lights everyone up. Let's go out to the phone lines, though. 702-365-9200. Who we got up first, Damon? Robert in Portland. Robert, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Well, you, uh...
7: Minus nine million is what Baltimore is right now on the cap this year. Miami's minus fifteen million. The, the Atlanta's plus plus. I know you said they're not interested, but I think that's a smoke screen. I, I think see. Arthur Blank was sixty-six million to the plus side. Would be a player. Just wants to see where the dust settles. Carolina's below. They, 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 they don't, they got not they're only 3 million above the cap. I mean, minus 3 million below the cap. Tampa Bay's 49. But that one caller said Miami would, Miami's in no position to do it because Tua's not paid that much. Even if they replace Tua with Jackson, it, you know, you're going to have to be very creative. The Raiders are in a position to, uh, put McDaniels in a very, 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 like the Utah uh, caller said, If he chooses to go the route of the long play, and I understand it. Like I've always said, let this year play out. Even if they only wind up with four wins, for crying out loud, next year's quarterbacks are far superior than the ones available this year, no matter what anybody says, including McLean. I I just feel that if you can get Jackson, he just turned 26 in January. Mm -hmm. Come on, you know how good he is. You saw him, I saw him two, two years ago first game of the year they went into overtime Jackson made a key mistake in that game and that handed the raiders a chance to win it he is on carpet he'll last and also the seventh pick so what next year's pick if they get Jackson will be a late pick so DeMont, you know this is a good deal i mean this if they pick him uh-huh. up and help him 231 million like 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 what what's the say they said hey Force the Ravens to goddamn spend that money because they're already, you know, they don't have that much cap room. Let's, let Steve uh, Biscotti choke on him. I love, I hate the Ravens. Let them choke on it if they match the Raiders' offer because MD needs to turn the turnstiles, especially now that we're going into our third year. This is a biggie. This is an opportunity, and the only teams that could outdo us would be Atlanta fifty six million and I, and that's the team I'm worried about because they have the room, Arthur Blank would say. And imagine him in Atlanta in the South. He went he's from Florida. He ain't going to Miami. Atlanta's the team I'm worried about.
1: All right. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Talking about Miami, uh, this is a note that, and I mentioned it earlier because they don't have a first round pick in 2023. Lamar Jackson couldn't talk to Miami until after the 2023 draft. At that point, he'll be able to negotiate with them and sign an offer sheet. Before that, Miami is off limits because they don't have their first round pick in 2023. It's something to think about when it comes to the Miami Dolphins and Lamar Jackson. Let's get one more quick call in. How about Eddie in L.A.? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
5: What's up, Q? Finally, somebody said what they needed to say about Jimmy Jimmy G. I don't understand what the morning shows got all up on him, but yeah, seen there, done that. No, don't want that. As far as Lamar Jackson, listen, if you look at the Baltimore Ravens and you see the, the kind of defense they had overall, how big draft, the ability to build teams the way they have, and they still couldn't take Lamar Jackson and win consistently in the playoffs and go to Super Bowl. The amount of money that he's, at, he's going to be requesting for a mobile quarterback that up to now, in case I'm wrong, correct me, please, if I'm wrong, has he been able to sit back in the pocket and pick teams apart without the ability of turning on the run? What makes him special is being able to run. Right. Okay, that's what makes him special. Yep. So if you're, going to, if you're going to pay that much amount of money for a quarterback that can get hurt and now you're liable for the rest of it, man, that's too much to bear for a team that's not there yet. Okay. You don't only need Lamar Jackson. You need not, the offense to already be in place for him, meaning you need two quarterbacks behind him because they're most likely going to play, and you need that, uh, that offensive line to be able to, to react to how he plays. We're not there yet. Would okay. we love to have him? Of course. That's not the question. Are we prepared to have him and still build with that massive contract? Answer is no. Raider Nation, stay up.
1: There he goes, Eddie in L.A., and okay, he's out on Lamar Jackson. That's okay. That's why we throw the question out there to you. The one thing I'll say about building the team, if you were to give up the two first-round picks, you could still build the team. And actually, you'd have a really good advantage. Yes, you'd give a boatload of money to Lamar Jackson, but your defense would probably mostly be built on what? Rookie, Rookie and young guys on the defensive side of things, meaning they have small contracts. They have very workable contracts. They have rookie pay scales. So that would be a way that you could build the team. You, you, there's there's ways you could do it and still give him the big contract. But I understand, like you said, you're not one Lamar Jackson away. Fair enough. 357 is the time you want to talk about NFL free agency. Let's do it next. Ari Mayrov, the33rdteam.com. He'll join the show. It's Ray Nation Radio, 920.